best way to prove your, your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, to be a sponge. You always want to outwork your potential, your potential. Welcome to Reaching Epiphany, the podcast where I talk purpose, growth, in not just one area of life, but in all areas of life. I'm your host, Rasheed Lewis. I'm an entrepreneur, a marketer. I build and create brands. Welcome back. Today's topic is this, wealth. Today I have a special guest with me. I have Mr. Torin Scott. Torin Scott is an author, a renowned executive coach, specializing in leadership and vision expansion for different levels of companies over the course of years. He himself has had a journey that is just filled with faith, determination, structure, and strategy from moving here with really nothing um, back a couple of years ago from Texas and coming to California with really just a vision. He has done some amazing things for corporations and organizations here in California and continues to do so. Welcome, Torian. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so very much for that introduction. I was really trying to figure out who you were talking about, but <laughs> but yeah, but I'm thankful that I'm, I'm with you today. And I love the topic, wealth. So let's dive in. So in so many people's minds, the, the topic of wealth, especially wealth is tied to the word gap. Mm-hmm. In this nation, we have individuals that they, they keep looking to the government for the, the closure of this wealth gap. Mm-hmm. But every time I look at that, it's not necessarily a triggering uh, phrase for me because I'm looking at it at a different understanding. When I was a little bit younger, I, I believed that wealth was more having to do with finances. Mm-hmm. But wealth was is really defined in the mind mm-hmm. in the knowledge that you carry. That's right. I have a friend that's in finances, and he told me this story one day. He said that every day, and he had his his back uh, his background was Wall Street. He said every year. Not every day. Every year, uh, clients would bring their children, starting at the age of seven, eight years old, to this big banking establish- establishment, and the bank would the bank's representatives would then begin to teach these kids about how businesses should be structured, um, how to uh, evaluate people, how to evaluate businesses. Mm-hmm. They would understand financial structures from a very detailed level, mm-hmm. and they would do this every single year. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're following along with what I just said, I want you to understand that if they start them off as kids, by the time that they're of college level, at that point, they can run any organization mm-hmm. at any level. Because it's, for them, it's, only, it's not about um, losing. It's about maintaining and growing. And no matter where they start out at or if, where they derail, they always have that foundational information that is embedded into them from a young age Mm -hmm. and from there that's where i truly understand Mm -hmm. generational wealth because wealth isn't finances it's knowledge that's passed down absolutely and so the whole closure the closure can never truly be closed Mm -hmm. because you can't stop people from learning Mm, that's so good you know i heard a quote by benjamin franklin some time ago he says uh for the best return on your money pour your purse into your head Mm. Think about that. For the best return on your money, pour your purse into your head, which really gives a mindset and an understanding that if I'm going to grow in wealth and if I'm going to grow in economic status, it has to first start in the mind. It doesn't start with a bank account. It doesn't start with a credit line. It doesn't start with a raise. 
It starts with you truly making sure that your mind is at the capacity to be able to steward hundreds of millions of dollars or generational wealth. You have to be a generational thinker first. And that's where I believe that a lot of people miss out on it. They're waiting for the million dollars to make them a millionaire. No, I remember a mentor saying this before as he was talking about all of the different ways that people who win the lottery lose their money within three years, you know, less than three years of actually earning or winning the winning the lottery, they end up losing it within the three years. He said it was it would be best for them to become a millionaire before they had a million dollars. And when you're talking about mindset, you're talking about becoming a person that generates millions of dollars, a person that generates wealth, the person that generates income on a consistent basis to be able to not necessarily just say, OK, I've made it and I can retire and I can just do whatever I want to do. No, but money is a tool. It's an opportunity for you to use it to build something greater or to do something more. I say this all the time that money is used in a few different ways. So you can use money like a fool, which most people do. You know, they have more month at the end of their money than uh, than most people. Some people use money like a fool. Some people use m money as a rule. And it's a rule, it's a measuring stick on how far a person can go or how a close a person can get to them. There's people in high economic status that are saying, you know what, you have to, in order for you to join my club, in order for you to be a part of my yacht club or whatever, you have to have X amount of dollars in the bank. There are some people on the flip side that actually have a rule that said, you know what, get away from me with all that wealth, with all that money. We over here, we like to grind. We like to just, you know, do our own thing. We in the gutter. You know, there's people like that as well. But those are ways that you should not use your money. You should not use your money as a fool. You should not use your money as a rule. You should use your money in a few different ways. Number one, you should use it as a tool, like I just talked about, to build something amazing. What would it look like for you to take the money that you earn today and start building a legacy for your children or your children's children? Well, many of you may say, well, I don't have any children. That's totally fine. Why don't you create a scholarship fund? Why don't you create some type of foundation that future generations are going to be able to be able to benefit from? So you can use your money as a tool to build something. You can use your money as fuel. And this is great about whenever a person is starting a business or a person who loves to invest in a business. You can use money as a fuel to fuel the vision of someone who has a dynamic or creative vision. That is so powerful for you to be able to fuel their vision with the wealth that you have earned. And I like I like what you're saying, um, and I feel like it all comes down to the person, the individual, right? Mm -hmm. um, we all have assets, but asset number one is ourselves. Yes, that's where we have to focus on. In mm -hmm. today's age, we have influencers, right? Influencers are selling themselves. Mm -hmm. They are now the product. Mm -hmm. The next product after that is knowledge. Mm -hmm. If there's a saying that goes, if there isn't a price tag attached to it, you are the product, mm -hmm. all right? And so, what you want to do in your everyday life is figure out, okay, what is the assets that I have within myself? Yes. And then what are the tools and resources around me? Mm -hmm. And that's, and resources are not just money or uh, a place to go. That, that is really the people you know. Yes. So understanding who's around you that can help you get to where you want to be at. Mm -hmm. The other thing is this, is that you may have a lot of different talents, but talents are just the skill sets that 
fuel your passion and your purpose. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to identify the difference in between a talent and a purpose. Mm -hmm. Because once you identify that, then you can start to use them wisely. That's good. The other thing is this. People always ask me, Rashid, what do you do? I see you doing so many different things. And I tell them, I'm only doing one thing. Whether it's the studio that I own or it's the marketing agency. Mm -hmm. I'm only doing one thing. I market. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm. And so for me, I'm never doing anything that's outside of my lane. There may be elements within my frame of who I am, but they're never outside of it. Mm. I'm never going to, I'm not going to go and say that I'm the world star uh, chef or whatever and try to cook a, a meal and, and create a restaurant because that's outside of who I am. Mm. I have to identify who I am as an individual, asset number one, and then from there, I can, I can grow and I can evolve that. The saying that goes, your purpose never changes, it only evolves, is true to that sense. That's just a reminder for you to stay grounded, stay grounded and stay within your lane so that you can actually bear fruit from what you were created to do. Mm. And the other thing that you mentioned, yeah, uh, the, the people aspect, mm -hmm. is that individuals, individuals not being able to identify what to use money for. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of the, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad where he keeps going back to the, the, the definition of asset and liability. Yep. Most people in this nation are buying, ass, they're buying uh, liabilities that they believe are assets. Mm -hmm. And it, the rule is this simple, is that an asset helps you create money. Yes. A liability takes away from that. Yes. So... When you're out buying something, you have to be able to identify and be clear with yourself. Is this an asset or it's a liability? Mm -hmm. Because that is not just for your money of how you make it and how you spend it, but it's also about your energy too. Mm -hmm. Is this a distraction or is this an opportunity? Mm -hmm. Because if you can identify those things, then that by then, while you have figured out your purpose in life, your vision will then dictate your behaviors. You'll start to see that you're changing who you are, you're changing who you're hanging out with, and you're changing how you actually develop the wealth in different areas, whether it is uh, your health, your family, or in your uh, the vision that you've uh, identified for your actual life. Mm -hmm. I know that you, you coach executive leaders all the time. Mm -hmm. What is the driving force for them to reach new heights? Man, that's a good question. I want to go back to what you said. I'm going to answer your question of new heights, but I love what you just said, asset versus liability, because what I train people to do is to think like an investor rather than a consumer. See, we are trained in consumption. We're trained in it. When you go to the grocery store and you've gotten, well, first of all, when you go to the grocery store, many times you only go for one thing. But what happens? Invariably, you walk out with 12 things. That's that target effect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The target effect. You end up going to the counter. You know, Even with the self-checkout, they have impulsive buys for you there. I've been trained in, re in retail, so I know exactly how they put certain things in certain colors in your eye shot. Because if you're an impulsive consumer, you're going to pick up that candy bar. And you're going to add that to the. And you're thinking like a consumer, not like an investor. An investor is always going to be thinking about return on investment. What is it going to take for me to return or get a return on that which I'm investing? No matter if it's money, no matter if it's energy, what am I investing in myself so that I can get a return on that? And so when you're talking about executives going into a higher caliber, it really comes back to 
a lot of what we're saying, but it starts at the mindset. I get people to recognize, number one, that you have a purpose. I remember there was this particular time that I was coaching an individual and they were really having a hard time breaking through a diversity barrier that they had. They had only worked with one one type of culture for all of their lives. They had never worked with anyone that didn't look like them, that didn't vote like them. Um, and it was a culture shock pretty much. And so uh, this person came to me she said, and they said, well, you know, I'm a person, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm blonde hair, I'm blue eyes, you know, I've never worked in an environment like this, you know, and I find myself being so self-conscious, like how can I relate to these to the people that I'm that I'm coming around. And I said, well, listen, first of all, you have to recognize that you are a person before you are a pigmentation. Just let that sink in right now, especially with all of this stuff that's going on right now. You have to recognize that we are all people before we are a pigmentation. Yours may be darker, yours may be lighter than mine or whatever the case is. But as a result, you have to recognize that if you're going to make a difference in this world, if you're going to be a change maker, if you're going to be an agent of change, you have to recognize that you are a person before you are a pigmentation. And not only are you a person, you have and possess a purpose. So I get people to recognize what is that purpose, that thing that really turns you on, that thing that really lights your fire, well, that thing that really truly makes you uh, stay up at night. What's that purpose? What's that passion that is calling you? What is that thing? And I tell people whenever you are finding out your purpose, there's a few different ways. The first way is what inspires you? What are the things that inspires you in life about business, about administration, about marketing? What is it that inspires you about that? You could probably find your purpose there. Then number two, what intimidates you? What are some of the things that intimidate you? And I know that that's kind of like a, a hard thing to really kind of grasp, but there's been so many people that have made major strides in industry because of something that intimidated them. I'm thinking about Sylvester Stallone. The, the movie industry intimidated him at first. He was rejected after rejected after rejected so many times his movie screenplays and he ended up going after doing it on his own. And as a result, the thing that intimidated him came out to be his greatest purpose. And then lastly, what infuriates you? What are some of the things that infuriate you about the world, about businesses, about processes, that processes about leadership? What are some of those things? And I get people to recognize what those things are and focus on remedying those things. And if you're going to grow to higher heights, you have to make sure the old adage is find a need and fill it. But don't just fill it just to fill it. Fill it with your purpose. Fill it with excellence. Fill it with intention. Fill it with focus. And I get people to hone in on their purpose and hone in on their focus so that they can make significant strides no matter where they are. And also the next thing that I help people do is recognize that you take you wherever you go. Your purpose, your striving as an executive is not just for you to happen in the ivory towers or in the boardrooms or in all of the great places that you get a chance to go as an executive, but no, it starts at home. So how am I striving at home? How am I thriving at home? How am I thriving with my family, with my kids, with my mom, sister, brother, whoever's closest to me? Am I making strides with them? Am I living out purpose with them or do I go on autopilot with them? So you know, significant strides as a leader, significant strides as an executive, as a person in general, deal with number one purpose. And then also your perspective shifting from, I'm just not a compartmentalized person, but I'm a whole person. I take 
me wherever I go. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing is self-awareness is really the key in every wherever you want to be at. Um, you know, the being able to identify where you're at mm-hmm. and then create it and then creating a, a, a plan that will allow you to fill in the gap. Mm-hmm. So many people, they want to get to point A to point B <laughs> to point C with forgetting that there are steps in between there mm-hmm. that that need to be filled in. Yeah. If you if you have to make five hundred dollars by the end of the day and you only have five dollars in your pocket, then you need to figure out a way to make that four hundred and ninety five. Yeah. But you need to focus on is, do I need to get that at, all at one time, or can that be multiple transactions? And so, and just just so you guys know, you know, we're, we're talking. The topic is wealth, but we're talking about the everything that helps build wealth. We're talking about the assets that are important internally, and mm-hmm. then the things that you manifest in the natural that will help you actually get there. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is that I can, you can be written a, a check for ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars, but you can lose it just because you don't understand the knowledge behind actually building money mm-hmm. and sustaining it and maintaining it. Mm-hmm. So. If you don't understand, if you don't have that mindset, then you're going to lose it just as quickly as you got it. And so, and that's just like with people too. You have people that bring tremendous value in your life, but if you do not know how to grow and maintain those relationships, you'll lose that also. Mm -hmm. So understanding the, how to take care of assets and how to deal with liabilities those are the things that will help ensure that you have success in life. And anything else that's, that's outside of that realm, you have to be able to identify, is this a opportunity or is this a distraction? Hmm. And you know what that takes? It takes discipline. Yes. And a lot of people cannot develop discipline because discipline was a negative thing to them. You know, if you were growing up in discipline, you were standing in a corner or you had to put on a dunce's hat or however your superiors disciplined you, it was a negative thing. So whenever you got free from those quote unquote, you know, superiors, you said, you know what, I'm just going to live however I want to. And that's why we have a rise in credit card debt. That's why we have a rise in drug abuse. That's why we have a rise in obesity. That's why we have a rise in all of those different things because there was a negative connotation to discipline. But I read just a couple of days ago from an amazing book that said, Discipline or self-discipline is falling in love with your successful future Mm -hmm. because discipline is going to help you delay your gratification, whereas you want to purchase that thing that you can make the payment on, but it's going to absolutely make you cash poor. <laughs> you know, you can purchase that liability. Mm-hmm. You can purchase that li- that it's going to make you look nice. People are going to turn heads for a limited time, you know, until yep. you get sick of it, you know, and then it doesn't mean anything to you anymore because nobody's really looking. So you have to make a determinant factor that I'm going to develop the discipline that I need on the forefront of this career of my life or this relationship so that I can really be able to enjoy the future that I really want to have. You know, I'm 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 a little different in a little different in the sorts of this is that when uh, most people are explaining something to me, right? Mm-hmm. Something that I want, I'll ask them a question. They're explaining something that I want, right? And they're telling me all the benefits of it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really like to hear about the benefits. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about the challenges mm-hmm. and the things that I'm going to come across. Yeah. And for me, when it, when I hear the word discipline, the, the one of the things that that stops people from being disciplined is that they don't want to look funny. 
while they're trying to get the fundamentals mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. And so they quit. Yep. They say, it's not for me. Yeah. And discipline has to deal with consistency. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they're afraid of, too, is that, okay, if I fail at this, mm-hmm. do I keep going? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the stickability aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. Right? And then the other thing is, it's the internal voices mm-hmm. saying, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. What makes you think you're worthy of this? Yeah. Why, are you, why do you keep doing this? You could just stay in bed all day. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to dress up to go to that meeting. Mm-hmm. You don't have to dress up to go to that day. Who? You don't even know if this is even going to work out. Yep. Yep. And so, because of that, people fall on the wayside of not being disciplined enough to get what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Because once you have that discipline, then that discipline is the foreshadowing of you having a plan in order to execute. Mm. But if you decide that it was never going to work out from the beginning. You'll just get up and do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that that stickability, a part of it, is is where resiliency is born. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, that's where it's born. I mean, you you think about it, it, we talked about Rocky before, right? And so I've only watched you know maybe one or two of the fifteen you know ep, <laughs> you know movies that he's created, but I think that the whole idea of Rocky is that he kept on getting back up. Mm. He kept getting knocked down, but he kept getting back up. He fought the toughest people, but he kept getting back up. He got beat up, bloody, all those, but he kept on getting back up. And I think that that's what you have to do. And you, we talked a little bit kind of pre- previously about, you know, in this whole pandemic season, you know, why are some growing and some shrinking? Mm. It's the stickability. It's yeah. the resiliency. You have to recognize as a leader, as a person who's going to make amazing strides in the world, person who's going to be successful, person who's going to leave a legacy for your children's children, a person who's going to really be able to do some great things. You're going to have to go through some stuff. And those things don't just stop because there's a pandemic going on. But, you know, if there's, if it's not a pandemic, it's going to be a health problem. If it's not a health problem, it's going to be a relationship problem. If it's not a relationship problem, it's going to be somebody trying to suit you. I mean, it's it's ongoing, but we keep going through it because it's we're going through it. We're not staying in it. We're growing through it. And that's what you have to do. You have to make a decision that whatever comes my way, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I think about Kobe, right? Kobe, 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 (laughs) I think about Kobe, man. And I was, I did a whole series on, of trainings for some leaders on the mindset and leadership that he had. He played through a broken finger. When he had a broken finger, uh, you know, messed up ankle, you know, popped, you know, tendons and all those different things. Why? Why? Because winning was more important to him than the pain. And that's what you have to recognize. That winning has to be more important to you than the pain, the temporary pain. Because it's all temporary. It's never going to last forever. It's only a season. So you have to recognize, go through this thing, stickability, resiliency, and make sure that you win in every single trial that you face. I think one of the biggest things that we're seeing um, in this, this this pandemic, but also we were seeing it before too, um, when people say that the, the wealth gap is is widening, mm-hmm. um, knowledge is number one. Mm-hmm. Knowledge and confidence is number two. Yes. Because you have to think to yourself. We talked. We just talked about Kobe. We talked, and then we we've talked about uh, billionaires and all this mm-hmm. other aspect mm-hmm. before too. What you see is that 
they all had the same mentality of winning is what I do. Yes. So when people say, oh, the, the billionaires and the rich are getting richer, that's what they're supposed to do. That's right. Like, let's, let's, not, let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not pass out participation ribbons mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is what they're supposed to do. But because the highlight isn't necessarily shown on the startup entrepreneur, uh, only the ones that make it big, mm-hmm. quote unquote, overnight, mm-hmm. then we don't see that there are people that are trying to close that gap for themselves. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Society will tell you they love you one day and that they hate you the next day. Very much so. If your mentality and your vision is for yourself, for the lifestyle you want to live, then society doesn't matter. That's right. That's good. If society can't close the wealth gap, you close the wealth gap for mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. for your family, and the ones that are rooting for you. Yeah. Because the reality is that, guess what? The rich and the people that want to win, they're not going to slow down for you mm-hmm. or for me. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And once in a while... You may bump into one of them, and they'll say, all right, I see what you've been doing. Let me help you close the gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, they're not going to be knocking on your door. They're not going to walk over to your couch, yeah. reach out your, their hand, and say, all right, get up. Let's go. You've got re- to meet them in the race. That's good. Not the other way around. That's good. Yeah. They're not going to stop just because you want it. You have to go after them. And. I love what Jim Rohn said. There's a quote that he's famous for. He says, work harder on yourself than you do anything else. Mm -hmm. Work harder on yourself. And as a result, what happens in the work, you're going to end up meeting the people that you look up to. Oh, yes. You're going to end up interfacing with them. That's what happens. If you find yourself busy with your work, with your purpose, with your business, with the thing that you are leaving in the earth to be something that is going to be great. If you find, if you give yourself to that, if you develop the discipline, if you develop the stickability and the resiliency it takes in order to be successful, those people that you look up to, you'll end up sitting across the table from them. It's happened to me plenty of times. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times in my life where I'm just like, how did I get here? And I have to look back at my work ethic and I have to say, wow, that's, you know, of course, you know, God, of course, helped me. But it's the work about it. You know, many people, you know, they really think that it's just a wish and a prayer and a hope. And it's a lottery and it's a chance thing. No, success is on purpose. Success is purposeful. You have to work for it. You have to get in the dirt for it. You have to grind for it. You have to think for it. And that's why you have this trillion dollar computer between your ears. And if you think about all of the different things, raw materials, and I love what you said, you know, finding what it is on the inside of you that doing that self inventory of saying, okay, what do I have to contribute to the world at large? What can I do? How can I serve more people? We all started with zero, with raw materials all around us. And if you think about just how things were created and things were made, everyone just started with dirt, air, water, trees. Where did planes come from? The mind. <laughs> where did wheels come from? Exactly. Where did, where did tables come from? Where did lids come from? Where did computers come from? Rings come from? Buttons come from? Shirts come from? What? It came from the mind of man. 
And you have to put an onus on your mind. Stop filling your mind with junk, foolishness, you know, TikTok videos, you know, <laughs> the music videos that don't, I mean, they make you laugh, they make you giggle, but they don't give any production. Going back to the consumer versus mm-hmm. investor mentality. And yep. the, the people that get on in this world, the people that truly are a success, they manage and they strictly manage what they consume and what they put in their mind and what actually comes out so that they can actually get a return on investment. So, you know, investing in yourself, following that mindset of I'm going to make something of myself. And you may say, you know what, it's the end of the year. I can't, you know, do anything. No, yeah, you can. There's still a few more days in this year. You can start the momentum that really gets you to the where you want to be a year from now. You may not get there tomorrow. You may not be there next week. You may not be there next month. But what if it takes you one year? You'll be better off next year than you were this year if you just started with a little bit of work, started with a little bit of intention, started with a little bit of focus. Stop, t- stop turning on the TV. Stop scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and all of those different things, trying to find your ideal life and comparing yourself with other people. And here's, here's the problem, and I'll, and I'll pass it back over to you. <laughs> when it comes out, most people fail because they're comparing themselves mm. to people. And this, this social media age that we're in gives you that opportunity to do that. And a, peop- a person who's insecure in themselves, they don't have anything else to do but to look at what other people are doing. And so when you compare yourself against someone, you are comparing what you know about you to what you don't know about the other person. Mm. That is so powerful. You know, the thing about it, I love that comparison thing. I tell people all the time this, that there's three level of competitions. One is the, the person that you see that is right next to you, the person that is out there, the celebrity. And the last level that very few actually get to is the competition between yourself. Yes. Why is that not the first level of competition? Because you look at yourself and you think to yourself, I mean, who am I? Mm. Right. But that last level, that's where the greats compete. They're not competing against them, anybody else. They're competing against themselves. Right. What can I do better? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I definitely want you guys to walk away with some things. So, Torrent, can you give us two things that people can do that can help shift their mentality before the end of the year? Number one, get a mentor. A mentor is so important in your life. Every champion needs a coach. Every person that's going to do great things needs a mentor because they're going to help you see your blind spots. They're going to help you grow in areas that you don't want to grow. Now, listen, when I'm telling you get a mentor, I'm not talking about somebody who's in love with you and is going to tell you great things about yourself. No, you need somebody who doesn't know you. You need somebody who can kick you in the butt if you need to. You need someone that can literally, you know, give you the real about what your inconsistencies are and then also what your strengths are. You need a mentor. But here's the thing. Most people think that I got to go find out a mentor. I got to go search the perfect mentor. Well, mentors are both personal, which means that they are alive, or they're printed, which means that they're in a book. So that's the first thing. Get a mentor. Number two, time block. Now, I know that that is something that a lot of people who don't really subscribe to, but time blocking, it gives an account of your time, what you're actually working on. I live by my calendar. I, things that happen in my life, 
it's because it's on my calendar. Now, not to say that spontaneous things can't happen and all those different things, that's totally fine. But when it comes down to me being productive as a leader, me being effective in my craft, being a person who's on purpose, I calendar those things. So I calendar and I make sure that I time block time for coaching, for training, for reading, for writing, for inter- for for meditating, for doing all this, for, for working out. I time block those things. If you can start managing your time, you won't have time for distractions. I love those. I love those. So I'm going to give you guys two myself. Number one is expand your mind. Spend your mind with questions. One of the number of questions that you have to ask yourself is, am I tired of knowing what I know? Hmm. Because if you're tired of knowing what you know, then it's time to expand upon that. You can do, you can buy a subscription to Audible, and you can consume books in a matter of days. Yep. You can go on YouTube and, and search for specific topics in which you actually want to grow or, and you have interest in. This is something that you can do every single day instead of just going down the rabbit hole of TikTok because I know that rabbit hole sometimes it's a sneaky it's a sneaky one. So you want to make sure that you are doing intentional times with your with your focus. That's number one. Number two, go look in the mirror and say to yourself, "This is who I am." If you don't like that feeling when you say that, then it's time to change something. If you do keep going thank you guys for listening so much and like always your purpose never changes it only evolves thank you